right. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Olamide Michelle of the Boho Business Guide. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to join you this morning. So excited and you look so beautiful. I mean, guys, you were just talking before. I'm showing up today on a Friday with sweats on right now, but this is like the real life of an entrepreneur, right? You never know what you're going to get. So excited to have you here and um, just share your knowledge with the Thrive Society podcast audience and um, would love for you to share just a little bit about like who you are, your background, and just a little bit about your story. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, thank you once again. Definitely got dressed just for the beautiful Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> felt like it is a Friday morning. It's gloomy. I'm in a new space and thought, why not get dressed and make myself feel a little bit more energized and excited, right? Mm-hmm. So my name is Olamide Michelle. I'm a licensed attorney based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm also a business coach and mentor to female entrepreneurs. So I guess you could say the reason why I decided to kind of create this ambiance or title or brand rather around the concept of being boho and the boho business guide is because I felt like, you know, just in a really basic sense, I'm very unconventional. And I feel like I took two dynamic parts of myself and merged them together, you know, your traditional Mm -hmm. corporate energy of being an attorney a business lawyer, and then merging it with my more yogi, spiritual, holistic side and understanding that as someone who grew up, you know, building different businesses or even just like working with my family as they are also entrepreneurs, I learned so many different lessons along the way that tie in with like happiness and life balance and wealth and just like what that really means to each person. So my story is all about building and protecting brands in a way that actually builds peace and balance in the actual entrepreneur's life. Mm, That is so beautiful. And I love how you merge both worlds because I mean, the legal space, I feel like is far from peace and balance, right? (laughs) And so merging both of that together, I think (laughs) it's so beautiful. So talk to us to you a little bit about like, how did you how did you get into um, the entrepreneur space, like from um, being an attorney? Can you walk through that story and kind of like, what was that light bulb moment for you? Yeah, I think it's actually that my story is the opposite direction, right? So sometimes we grow up in life pursuing these, you know, Mm -hmm. paths or these careers that we think we're supposed to do or that we think, oh, well, I have, you know, certain skill sets. So this just makes the most sense because I can make a ton of money, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, I actually started my kind of like life as an artist, a creative. I actually am a dancer. I would always teach like dance classes. And my first business was, oh, I'm going to start a summer camp, right? Like I was like, oh, I'm going to teach kids how to dance and it'll be fun. And I was in high school and I really loved it. And I kind of like hired all my little dance team friends. And that was like my first stab at, okay, what does it look like to actually coordinate something and make money from it? Right. Um, And then, you know, I would do other things like that. I helped like a bunch of startups. I would volunteer. I did some sales work and I got all this business Um, experience and then was like, okay, time to go to law school because why not? I'm crazy, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Then I go to law school and I'm like, okay, you know, my whole life people have always told me, oh, you'd be a really good lawyer, you know, just the typical Mm -hmm. kind of narrative for me right there. And I decided that if I'm going to go, I actually wrote in my personal statement that I was only coming to law law school because I recognize that it's the one high level profession that could then bring me back to working in an entrepreneurship space. So I didn't really Mm -hmm. understand how I could just 
you know, graduate high school, graduate college, and just become an entrepreneur. So I figured, what's a degree other than just like a business degree that would still tie in if all else fails, and I still want to come back to this. So mm-hmm. I kind of went the long way and then tried the traditional path and then realized that the non-traditional was actually really where my heart was. Mm, so, so beautiful. And I feel like every story is so different. Um, yeah, I contemplated going to law school. So <laughs> bless, that is intense. <laughs> um, So now you work with entrepreneurs on both the business side and the law side. And I feel like, you know, I've never actually had an attorney on the Thrive Society podcast before. And I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people also kind of try to shove in the corner of, hey, I don't want to worry about like the legal side of my business. You probably get that from some Mm -hmm. of the the clients you work with, or they call you in a panic saying, oh my goodness, I have a problem. I need your help. So I'd love to know, like, what are some of the things now that you're in this space and you're, you know, serving other entrepreneurs, what are some of the things that business owners need to know when it comes to, you know, protecting their business and really understanding that side? Because I feel like it's not common knowledge, you know? Right. Of course. Really great question. And I think the first thing to kind of keep in mind is that it isn't really a different side of business and it's not like separate from business operations. Mm -hmm. Right. So the interesting thing about merging legal with business is that really you should be taking care of all the departments or divisions of your business. And the legal protection is just kind of like an area that most people don't really, you know, familiarize themselves with. But it's something that is complementary to the business support that we traditionally seek traditionally seek out, excuse me. So essentially what I think people should know is that everything you're creating needs to be protected, right? So you put in all this time and effort and energy to be super excited about your passion project, your new vision, your new concept for your business. You want to hire the right team. You want to create the most beautiful brand for your podcast, right? You do all these things and you've created it and you put it out in the world and then bad stuff happens, right? And that bad stuff is a result of lack of legal understanding or legal protection, such as someone, you know, copying you or taking your concepts or even just something as basic as failing to pay you for your services. So, you know, I think the biggest tip is just to understand that even if you don't foresee a legal dispute or you're not really aware of why you would need an attorney or why you should be caring so much about the legal department, it's just know that it is relevant no matter what stage you're in or what type of business you have, because if you have a concept, a vision or a brand, you need to protect it. You mentioned something so interesting about even something as simple as people not paying you. And it's like protecting your business that way. And it makes so much sense, right? Because we, and I hear time and time again, too, even from some of my clients where, you know, they're, they're working with contractors and they don't have an agreement or a contractor agreement. I'm like, Ooh, you need to speak to an attorney right now. Make sure that you have an independent contractor agreement, like set up for your business, like make sure you're protecting yourself. So I love that you said that because I do think, you know, especially in the beginning stages, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of naiveness, but thinking like nothing's going to happen and you never know, you really never know. Um, So I'm just curious too, like in terms of, you know, when you're working with clients, are there specific things like from the beginning stages that you would recommend they do, you know, to get started at least? Yeah, I mean, it kind of varies from person to person and something common you'll always hear from an attorney is it depends because, you know, at the end of the day, even if I'm talking on Instagram, if I'm talking to you on this podcast, it's not really legal advice. And I think it's important to let people know that I am always open Mm -hmm. to share tips and kind of checklists and education, but they should always make sure that they're assessing their their specific Mm -hmm. situation and bringing those facts to an attorney if they have like a dispute or, you know, an important concern. But for everybody, 
as a baseline. I like to think about it like when I'm coaching my clients, I tell them like, these are the stages of your business, right? The attraction phase, or even before that, it's the the development phase, right? Then the attraction phase, the nurture and the delivery. So if you're thinking about your traditional business plan or what you're doing with your coach or your marketing exec or a publicist, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about those phases, in each phase, there's probably a space where you could protect. So I like to, you know, tell people to make a checklist or even just make like a list of things that they're afraid to go wrong. So if they're like, okay, I'm launching a podcast. We're on a podcast. So I'll use that as my example. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, what do I want to do? You want to create a concept. You want to create a name. Well, boom, right there. Is there, is that going to be a trademark? Do we need to protect that name? Is this Mm -hmm. something that you're going to license or something like that? Are you going to have guests? That's like the next question. Or is it just going to be you? Well, do you want to give your guests some sort of release form? Is there a good relationship between that podcast guest that you don't feel like you need one? You know, figure that out, right? And then after that, it's like delivery. Are you going to be marketing? Are you entering into sponsorship agreements? Things like that. So it's like, think about your business in stages. And then with each kind of activity or transaction, I will always suggest make a list of concerns and then let's see which of those concerns actually require legal work or protection. Mm, so good. And I need your help for my podcast <laughs> <laughs> because half of those things I'm like, I don't do that. I don't do that. Um, but it's so, so important, right? Like it doesn't matter what level you are. Like there's, there's areas in your business that you might not even be thinking about that you need that support with. So I love that you mentioned that. And I love to kind of flip the switch here, not be too negative too, but I do like to be like raw, blunt and honest, but like, what are some of like the ramifications if you actually don't protect your business or if you don't have solid contracts in place, especially like from the start? Yeah. I mean, entrepreneurship is a people business, right? It's like, you don't know what types of people are going to be out there. You can't always be so certain that you've picked up on the right energy and you're working with the best Mm -hmm. ideal client or collaborator, right? In a perfect world, we assume that things won't happen because people are good and people are responsible and people are professional. But the reality of it is the bigger you get, the more you Mm -hmm. scale, you're actually exposing yourself to such a wide variety of people and your clients stop being your community and they might just be complete strangers. So with that being said, the, the negative, the kind of like worst case scenarios are going to be that people are going to want to cancel. People are not going to value your business, your service, your program. They might even, you know, I don't know, speak ill of you, put bad reviews out there, you know, ruin Mm -hmm. your kind of reputation and kind of tarnish your name. They could steal your work, resell it, you know, which would be obviously illegal. But these are the types of things that happen and can happen no matter who you are, what you're doing, how nice you think you are, how sweet you think that coaching client is. You just never know what could happen when someone is upset or essentially unsatisfied. Mm. And yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a lot too with like the the copying of other brands and things like that, and just like the messaging too. Um, I've seen that a lot as well, which is it, it makes sense, you know. Like it really, you have to protect your business from the start. There, so so good. Any other like tips or feedback or anything just along the lines of really just protecting your business, um, especially for new all the way up to advanced entrepreneurs. Anything else you can mention? 
Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the biggest thing is contracts because you need mm-hmm. to have things in writing. And for those of us who may feel like we're a little bit more novice or unfamiliar with like the mm-hmm. what needs to be in a contract, a contract is essentially a formal agreement that is going to bind the parties involved and kind of hold people responsible and give you some sort of remedy if something were to go wrong. So even if you don't have a fancy agreement, you don't have a lawyer on your team, you need to get things in writing and even having email communication to confirm something that that was said over the phone or said in the DMs over a voice memo or something like that. Just following up, I would say is number one, open the communication and repeat yourself as much as possible. Because if both people are not on the same page or, or they don't have the, like a meeting of the minds, as we call it in like law school lingo, lingo yeah. essentially that's where the confusion comes up. And that's where disputes come up is people not really understanding what was expected of them or when things were supposed to be paid or, oh, I didn't know I couldn't use this for I thought when I had my photo shoot, I could just post these pictures everywhere. There's a lot of issues that people bring to me that could have simply been avoided had they maybe had a call to break down that contract or to maybe do a follow-up email to make sure people understood what they actually signed up for. So little things like that can go a long way. And then just investing in having maybe a legal audit, something that isn't too pricey, but it just gives you a good assessment of where you are as a business, what you actually need to spend money on versus maybe what you can hold off on. Mm, That is so, so good. And that's something even too, like on my agency side as well. And I would imagine a lot of other agency owners too, like you have, I mean, I'm always over communicate. I'm like, okay, so here's how it works because people are usually not familiar with like what the process is. And I'm like, okay, here's a communication. Here's what to expect. Here's the timeline. Um, even though it's like, obviously, you know, in the contract, but I think also over communicating that helps, I think, especially, and it kind of goes back to like that white glove service too, just like over communicating to the client. So you don't get in those predicaments. And if you do get those predicaments, it's almost like the mediation process before it gets to that point, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Reality is people don't read. And just like anyone knows from social media, you can Mm -hmm. repost and repurpose your content a hundred (laughs) times. Someone will like DM you, like they had just seen it for the first time and they follow and like your content. So imagine if someone is barely reading like a little paragraph on your Instagram feed, they're probably not going to really dig deep into like a 10 or five page contract. So yeah, repeat, repeat, repeat yourself, guys. (laughs) So, so good. Yeah, I have like multiple places of, you know, like the communication between like myself and clients in multiple areas, contract, dashboard, welcome email like it goes around just so like everyone is clear on what it is and I think I just would it makes sense just to protect yourself too and you mentioned something that was really interesting is like the bigger that you get in your business the more exposure that you have and I would imagine too like you probably deal with people who are like course creators or people who are selling things on volume where they're selling like hundreds if not thousands of products and like, I feel like that's where also you start entering a whole new dimension where, because you're dealing with so many people purchasing your products, right? And you didn't have the opportunity to like chit chat with them. You know, if you have an evergreen product online, they're just clicking and purchasing and you have no idea mm-hmm. if they even saw your terms and conditions on your website, or they even understood what your refund policy was because they're not a, you know, one-on-one face-to-face yeah. type of client. So, so interesting. I feel like so many light bulbs are going up here. So (laughs) I'm including all of your contact info in the show notes. Everyone needs to go and connect with her. Um, But I want to shift gears here because I love this conversation. And this is something that I feel very, very strongly about too. I also came from the real estate space. Like, 
in my past life. So I felt like I was looking at contracts all the time in the real estate world, (laughs) which was just crazy. So definitely understand like the power of this, but I love to shift gears and really focus in on, this is why I started this podcast to begin with, like, you know, raw, blunt to the point, like, Hey, I really want to showcase all of you incredible entrepreneurs on here and just your background. And I just, I love your story. Um, but with that too, I feel like social media always is like a beautiful shiny reel of (laughs) what entrepreneurship should be. And I feel like there's always a lot of tough stuff that happens in the back end to get us here. So I'm just curious to see, like, was there any experience or challenge that you went through personally in life, um, or even in business that really just shaped the trajectory of like where, you are now. Yeah, completely. So really important question. And I appreciate you kind of like opening the space because people need to know one that Instagram is just this shiny reel, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're all going through things. We have big, exciting events. We have stressful events. We maybe want to quit our business, even though we're coaching clients not to do that. Right. (laughs) So it's just like, let's be real here. We are all in this same kind of adventurous struggle blessing of an experience. And Mm -hmm. I would say the reason going back to kind of like what I started with earlier with this whole boho concept and redefining wealth and making sure that wealth is holistic mind, body, and business is really where my experience came from because I dealt with a lot of stress and feeling like very disconnected, which then would lead to anxiety. And then Mm. I realized that my peace came from creative expression, but then I also started to learn like more about myself as an individual and how I really valued structure and balance. So, I mean, maybe I'm answering this question in a roundabout way, but I wouldn't say it was like one specific thing. I'd say a lot of stressful situations actually inspired Mm -hmm. me to finally take this big leap of faith, because Mm -hmm. if you've already struggled in other areas of your life, or if you've already experienced a lot of challenges, or you've accomplished a lot of difficult things, starting a business then suddenly feels like, why not? (laughs) You know, like if I can do all these other things, then I'm going to, you know, start this business, especially if you've worked in a space that, you know, similar to you with real estate, if you've worked in a space that's like commission or like you're kind of eat what you kill kind of vibe, you start to realize like, okay, I can do this on my own. I don't need another company to like foster this experience for me. So Mm -hmm. I'd say that really tied in. And then this pandemic, you know, would be like a twofold kind of response to your question is that this whole experience has been super challenging. It's not my norm. I love to travel. I love to do in-person events. I like to network and like help people in a different, you know, unique capacity and having to shift gears and find that discipline and structure that I need And then realize that I have to create it myself was definitely a challenge. And I've just learned that there are going to be like ups and downs and you just have to keep going because if you truly Mm -hmm. see like, you know, the rainbow at the end, just keep going because it's going to, you're going to get there. So, so, so good. And so honest and real too. And especially with the pandemic, I think we've all felt that. I felt that everyone's gone in waves this this past year of like feeling great. We're doing great. And then it's okay. Mental health again. And then exactly. It goes up and down. And I think it's just so real and raw to kind of showcase that too. Because again, like social media, you just see the beautiful photos that we post (laughs) and our beautiful captions, which are amazing. But like, this is the real stuff. And I've been there myself too, with the stress and anxiety. I think every single person has. And if you haven't, bless, but you are, you are not human if you haven't experienced those things. So this is incredible. You're incredible. Can you tell us what's coming up for the brand? Um, how can people work with you, find you and I'll include everything in the show notes too. 
Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for the kind words. You're amazing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy we got to finally connect and host this, or I guess record this podcast episode and, you know, exciting things. Today is a very busy day, ironically. And today's actually the welcome party for my academy, which is like a six month program, a bit of a mastermind. I know everyone uses mastermind a little bit differently, but I'd say Mm -hmm. it's true to the term there. And we're doing a little welcome party virtually tonight, kind of happy hour. I'm going to get all jazzy, have some champagne with the girls online and welcome in the new members. But yeah, essentially it's everything we've talked about. My business coaching is going to include the marketing and special guest speakers, but then also Mm -hmm. highlight the legal and the templates. So I like to think that anyone who's working with me gets two experts, you know, two in one deal, lawyer and business strategist molded together. So yeah, that's coming up. And enrollment actually ends probably after or before this airs, but February 24th. But Things might open up again, depending on numbers and how I assess the group, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you.